Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the latest in the virtual economy. I think the crypto industry is really excited about this $150 billion market cap. Well, get ready because it's going to be a wild ride as we go towards trillions. For a long time, one of the big issues in our innovation economy is how do individual inventors and small businesses protect their intellectual property and weigh in against the big guys? That's an important trend. Another big trend that's emerging is the idea that you can create a currency out of assets and backed by assets. Bringing both those trends together is a very interesting, innovative startup here in town called Loki. We're joined by our founder, John Wise. John, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you very much. Well, let's start with this new approach to helping individual inventors or anyone protect their intellectual property. How's Loki doing that? Sure, sure. So... Effectively, we just have a, a do-it-yourself search tool. Uh, it's called InVen. It's really simple to use. You can you can buy it right through your your law firm. It's protected by attorney-client privilege. Um, it's confidential. It's secure. Um, but there are a couple of nice little um, nice little, I guess, added benefits of it. Um, in addition to it being completely confidential and secure for any inventor, um, anybody that does the search itself can actually end up claiming. A, a, a location of novelty, a, an invention for themselves, if they feel that they discovered something new. What they can actually do with that, though, is that if they think or feel that they can't really produce or execute on that product, they can actually sell it and, and, and stake their claim to that invention over the blockchain itself or over our blockchain, right? The value of that is that this could effectively get any inventor in a matter of minutes to stake their claim of any invention, of any idea, whether it's patentable or not patentable, without needing to necessarily go through the patent system, yet still have the same court admissible rights. So effectively what you've done is you've created a, a virtual world, as it were, where if, if I'm a, an inventor and I go through your system, I'm able to look at all the filings that are out there, all the, all the different things that are out there already within the domain of public knowledge, and I can basically figure out whether or not I have an idea or an invention that fits between those various things. Yep. And I can effectively time, date, stamp that idea within your system so that everybody going forward will know that I've staked my claim. It, it sounds an awful lot to me like the Klondike gold rush. It, is, it sounds like intellectual property mining. Well, it, it, it is. It is. Um, I, I do want to clarify one thing, though. It's not just what's out there in public domain. I mean, we have patent offices exactly for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, with our system, though, it's actually also all of the searches, things that you wouldn't see through public domain information through the patent offices, uh, USPTO, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, um, or any of these other international offices. You wouldn't see those publications or, or uh, applications or searches or anything else until they've been published, which is on average about 18 months later. Mm. So there's a very big lack of transparency here. However, within our system, we can we can very quickly um, show and denote when when things do exist at just the search level. Now, you were you were mentioning that that, that uh, users, inventors can mine their own currency, and you're exactly right. This is not like a programmatic mining for Bitcoin or um, Ethereum or something like that, where you need large swaths of computers, what you can actually do is is intellectual thought itself, having the ideas, um, because they're backing a cryptocurrency as sort of an asset, what you can do is you, you can mine your own currency by coming up with new ideas, even if you're not capable of 
executing on those and, and, and turning them into something. You can sell them through the crypto world. So let's go to that. And so cryptocurrency and blockchain, these are concepts that blockchain is is now the, the underpinning of a, of a growing number of currencies that basically are distributed people all know in common who has what. Well, they don't know who, but they know if something exists. Blockchain and, and these currencies literally are at the cusp of changing the way money is defined. It used to be that we, you know, central banks created money and people worked to get money. Mm -hmm. What what you and, and others are, are suggesting is that you can actually create money by creating something that has underlying intrinsic value. And that's a very... God forbid. Well, okay, <laughs> let's not get political now, but... <laughs> You're creating a platform so people can create IP. You're creating a platform so that people ultimately can create a unit of account, a currency, as it were, that can be traded and exchanged into dollars or exchanged into services. Or ex I mean, globally, globally, you're all backed the, by the same assets. And you're you and another people are in the middle of this massive tectonic shift. Do you think that Americans really understand how close we are to a world where currency is not necessarily going to be issued by governments do i think americans understand that no no i think we're we're, we're all in an in in quite a bit of a bubble here um of our own um speaking as a born and raised american you know around the dc region um no i think most people have no clue um i i, I don't think it's all that infeasible to have a globalized currency in the next five years. I, I really, I really don't now whether it gets rid of fiat currencies, you know, federally uh, regulated and, and distributed currencies or not, um, doesn't really matter because I think it's going to be pretty easy to have any international exchange, whether it be stock markets or commodities, or even just transfers of fiat to fiat, no more exchange rates, no more government intermediation. I mean, this is this is extremely powerful, and when you think uh, of things from from a securities perspective and from a tax perspective, whew, now we're talking big, big, big numbers. But I, I think the crypto industry is really excited about this hundred and fifty billion dollar market cap. Well, get ready because it's going to be a wild ride as we go towards trillions. Do you think this this feels to me a lot like the internet in nineteen ninety three? You know, we just were at the <laughs> cusp of TCIP. You know, uh, this we were just at the cusp of the internet becoming doable. Does this feel the same to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'd related a little bit more to the internet has come out. That was the underlying uh, Bitcoin and blockchain, right? And that was 2009. And then we had kind of a dark side, which is more akin to Napster days to me, right? And now we're, we've just come out with iTunes. Right. And Pandora and Spotify. And all of a sudden it's gaining traction so that it's going to be integrated in our daily lives. So this is basically uh, this is like the difference between Internet 1.0 and a 2.0 where yeah. you're, you think we're heading towards this less is businesses. People are taking this seriously. And, and so for all of us here in the D.C. region, I think it's fair to say this is a region that could be really strong in this particular industry for a lot of reasons. And uh, we should pay people be paying close attention to it. Yeah, yeah. If if we don't really get um, forward thinking about this, I think the DC region is going to be left behind. Now, on, on top of just the political side of things, keep in mind how much data is stored in the DC region, how much computing power there is here, right? AWS is headquartered in Herndon, Virginia. The main transatlantic line comes through Langley, Virginia. I, I think this region, the DC region in particular, is 
very, very, very well positioned for this if we just wake up. Clear words, folks. Pay attention. John Wise, founder of Loki. Great opportunity to meet with you, John. We wish you great success with your company to come. Thank you very much. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.